Psalm 86:11. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Hello, welcome back to the Undivided Heart Podcast. If you are new here, we are starting a study on Galatians, the book of Galatians in the New Testament, and the previous episode gave an entire background of the book of Galatians, so I strongly encourage you to go back to that episode before you listen to this one and listen to the background. It'll give you a wonderful, well, I hope it is, a wonderful understanding of the book of Galatians. I hope it gives you a good breakdown. And if you have any questions on that, you can always message me on my Instagram page at the dot undivided heart, and I can try to bring you any clarity that you may need. So um, if not, I will pray that you will get the clarity. I don't know it all and I don't have everything that you need, but God does. So we can always return to him right when we are lost and confused and need help. But moving forward, today we are going to be discussing and going over and studying Galatians chapter 1. Now, I do want to say it's really important that you read chapter 1 before you do this study. So, please read through Galatians chapter 1 and then come back to this episode and then we can study it together. And I also want to give a reminder, as I mentioned in the previous episode, if you heard that already, you know this already, but you can go to my website, which you can access through my Instagram page. Again, it's at the dot undivided heart. You can access the website where you can have a uh, written out copy of these studies. So I am doing these podcast episodes for the auditory learners. Um, and not only just that, but for anyone who just wants to listen to review it again, if you've already reviewed it via the website slash blog, or just for people who want to listen to podcasts on Galatians, whatever the reason is, I'm doing this to um, hopefully help you have a deeper understanding of the book of Galatians. So as I mentioned, we are going to be going over Galatians chapter one. And so how I'm going to lay out these studies, and you'll see this if you are looking at the physical copy of the study versus this auditory one, audio one. So we're going to go over helpful facts, and then we're going to go through key reflection verses. So this is why I really encourage you to read through the whole chapter yourself, because we will not be reading through the entire chapter of Galatians on these episodes. We will be doing a study of what we've already read. So to begin, our helpful facts section. So Paul, who was also called Saul, so a lot of people say, you know, Saul converted to Paul, um, he was changed to Paul, and that's that's true in a sense, you know, once he, once he was saved, he became Paul to many, many people, but it also just depended on the region that he was in, so Saul was his Hebrew name, um, so... Anyways, we'll see, you see in the Bible that he is referred to as Paul once he is saved. So in his letters, he calls himself Paul. And a common 
that, well, that is a common Roman name. So, um, it's believed historically that it is him uh, calling himself Paul is just a connection with his Roman citizenship. So, we can see that, evidence of that, in Acts 16, 37 through 38. And we can also see it in Acts 22, verses 25 through 28. So if you want to go ahead and read that, you can see his connection with his to Rome and you can see his Roman citizenship. And so it is believed historically that he calls himself Paul in regard to his Roman citizenship. Again, that's in Acts 16, 37 through 38 and or Acts 22 verses 25 through 28. Now we see Paul presenting himself as an apostle. We see his opening in chapter one. So the word apostle means messenger. And so this word is used to describe men who were directly sent by the risen Christ, bearing his delegated authority. Now this includes the original apostles. And with this knowledge, we can understand that apostles were people who Jesus directly appointed. And we cannot call ourselves apostles. Now, I don't know if you follow along on the Instagram page, but I did recently do a post on what is an apostle and do they exist today. So I encourage you to go view that post after listening to this episode if you are interested in learning about if apostles exist today and kind of what the word um, how it's improperly used nowadays, unfortunately. So we won't go over that on this episode, but you can learn more about who apostles are and why we can't just call ourselves apostles when we want to. So we will also see Paul using the phrase grace to you and peace. Now he begins each of his letters with this phrase and the word grace translated in Greek is charis, which means an undeserved act of kindness. Paul uses this word more than any other New Testament writer and gives it wonderful theological significance. So we also see um, John MacArthur uses the phrase grace to you, um, and I'm sure many, many others, and that is what grace means and translated in Greek. So the Greek word for grace is charis, and that is spelled C-H-A-R-I-S. Now, Paul is referring to what God has given us through Christ, nothing by which we have earned or deserve. Now, we move forward and we see him stating, him who called you in the grace. That's in quotes, him who called you in the grace. Now here, Paul is speaking of the grace that we have received through God's initiative by his calling and not by anything that we have done to deserve it. And this is an unmerited favor. And I can go on and on and on about grace. I am, if I think, if I think long and deep, not very long, but if I just really sit here and meditate on grace, I can definitely start to cry because it's amazing how much grace God shows us every day. But in moving forward, so you'll see the name Cephas mentioned, C-E-P-H-A-S, 
and that is Peter. So, Cephas is the Aramaic translation of the Greek name Peter. So, that's who he's talking about there. And then, when he says James, the Lord's brother, the James he is speaking of here is not the James that we read about in the Gospels, who was frequently mentioned with Peter and John. This James is the Lord's brother who did not believe in Jesus, but was later converted, and possibly after seeing Christ rise. So we can read about that in 1 Corinthians fifteen seven. So it's important that we know which James he's speaking of. He's not, again, he's not speaking of the James that is mentioned in the Gospels, who was frequently mentioned with Peter and John. This was the James of um, Christ's brother, James, who at first did not believe and was later converted, like I said. So now moving forward, we're going to go over some key reflection verses on Galatians that we read through Galatians. So if you have your, if you're not driving, (laughs) please don't do this if you're driving or if you're doing something that requires your full attention with your eyes and your hands. But if you're able to open up your Bible to Galatians chapter 1, verse 10, we can read together. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Now when Paul says still, so where he says, if I were still trying to please man, he's referring to his life before he was saved. And while he was a Pharisee, he was working to earn the approval of all the other high priests. And that was how he lived his life day to day. So he was constantly working for the approval of man. And now he addresses that and he's helping us realize that once he was saved by God's divine intervention, his heart was radically changed to work solely for the glorification and approval of God and not of man. So I think it's just really incredible that he exposes that and he writes about that. And that's something that I, oh my goodness, I can't even tell you how many times I have to repeat this verse to myself because I mentioned in the previous episode as humans and in our flesh, we're constantly trying to please man. And I have to always remind myself if I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Selena, you cannot serve Christ and please man. They don't go together. It can't happen. So the question that I have in regard to this verse is, do you live your life for the approval of God or of man? And I just want you to ask God to give you the wisdom to search your heart and see if there are any ways that you live for the approval of man. If we are living for the approval of anyone other than God, we are not truly acting as servants of Christ. So that's something that I really want you to think on today and for the rest of your week. Am I truly trying to live for the approval of God? Or am I trying to live for the approval of man and the things that I do? Am I working to please God? Or am I working to please man? Now, in moving forward. Okay, so we went over Galatians Chapter 1, verse 10. Now, another key verse that I want us to focus on is in Galatians chapter 1, verse 16. So, if you're able to turn to Galatians chapter 1, verse 16, we read, 
in quotes, was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with anyone. So the word consult here translated to the Greek means laying something before someone or submitting it for comment and approval. Paul did not get approval from anyone on what Jesus called him to do. He was called and he went. He obeyed. He did not try to get approval from anyone. The only approval he needed was Christ. And he saw Jesus. He was saved by grace. He knew he was real. He believed and he obeyed. He didn't seek the approval of man. He did not doubt and he did not try to talk through his experience with anyone. So when you read through God's word and when you pray, when you know that God is asking for your obedience and God's always asking for our obedience through his word. We, when we read scripture, that's God asking for our obedience in so many different ways. Do you consult with anyone to get approval or do you just simply obey? Do you try to consult with yourself and try to find your ways out of it? It, it can be hard as humans to simply obey, but this obedience is faith. And it's incredible how much faith God granted to Paul that he was able to so boldly obey. And I pray so much that God would continue to give me just a desire to obey him that I can do it boldly and without hesitation because goodness in our flesh, it can be so hard, but it's, that is true trust. And that's true love for our father. Obedience without wavering is true love for him. So that is something that I that I really, oh, I pray that I can do more, is that I can just be unwavering in my true love for my Father. Moving forward, I want us to also focus on Galatians chapter 1, verse 24. So if you can also go to that verse, if you're able, if not, then you can just listen. But it says, and they glorified God because of me. Now, the first thing that came to my mind when I read this and when I was writing this study and reviewing and I thought to myself, look at my life. Is my life evidence of God's glory or is does my life point to myself? So my question to you is when others look at your life, does it reflect God or some kind of glory for yourself when you accomplish something? When you overcome, when you succeed, do you point to God and give him the glory for your success? Knowing, knowing fully that he is the one who allowed it? Or do you glorify yourself and consider your success done by your strength alone? God is in control of all things and all good things come from him. So are you giving him glory? Are you giving him the glory that he deserves for the good that comes out of your life? James 1, 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Every good gift. So I just pray that your life would be evidence of God's glory. That your life would point to God. And that in seeing you live your life, that others 
would look to God and see how big he is and how good he is and how gracious he is. And that if anyone would try to bring you praise for the good that you might do, I just pray that you would turn it right back to God and say, hey, praise God. Because without him, I'm nothing. Every good thing that you see in me is from him. So glory to God. I pray that we would be able, as women of God, to point to him in every good thing and every bad thing. I pray that we would point to him and bring him glory because he is in control and he is so good and he is so kind. So I hope that you have enjoyed chapter one and I hope that you've enjoyed these last two episodes on Galatians. As I mentioned, we'll be going through each chapter. So the next episode will be a study through Galatians chapter two. Until next time.